1: Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by robotic Robert Stack. Instead, it's brought to you by a cool show on Amazon, this Amazon Prime, called Bosch, which is just coming back for a third season. Uh, it's about Detective Harry Bosch, and for him, solving crimes isn't just a job, it's a soul-consuming obsession. Uh, after a long search for his mother's killer, led into a big police cover-up in previous seasons, now. Our protagonist, Harry Bosch, finds himself a suspect in the death of a serial killer that he had been investigating. Bosch stars Titus Welliver as Harry Bosch. Uh, it's based on the best-selling novels by Michael Connolly. Uh, you can stream season three now on Amazon Prime. That's Bosch. Thinking sideways. I don't get it. Across the aliens. You must understand what you have done stories of things we simply don't
0: know the answer to. Well, hey there, and welcome again to another episode of Thinking Sideways. Not just another episode.
1: Oh, yeah, Not just a, another episode. A episode. Welcome
0: to our 200th episode. Do-do-do! Based on my math. Yeah. I think the math is right. I think it's pretty close. I might be off by one or five. Well... <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, if we're off a little bit, you get to have another celebration with us.
0: Yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. We've, uh, according to my math, this is our 200th episode. Regular, wow. episode. regular episode. You're right. So yeah. shorts and holidays and stuff like They're that don't away. count. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so
1: it's actually like our 200. 200- Eighty seventh or
0: something. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. It, it, I think about how many episodes that is, and it kind of makes me feel
1: old. Makes been me do it for a long time. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. Yeah, but I guess it has. Yeah. yeah.
2: Sorry, I interrupted you. That's okay. What's I'm used to it. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> um, I am. Uh, wait, what's your name? I'm
2: I'm Steve.
1: <laughs> You're Jamal.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I'm Frederica. Steve. I'm Steve. As always, joined by Devin. and Joe. And even though it is our 200th episode, we're not going to break form, and we're still going to bring you a mystery, because that's what we do every week.
1: Just going to be the same old crap then, huh?
0: Not quite. We're actually going to do... You know, we've... I don't know if either of you noticed this, but we've developed this weird little habit on the the big numbered episodes. We do stories about famous people who disappear And Uh, so we or 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 die. It's like
2: the twenty three rule, except not really. Except in
0: increments of fifty. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. Yes. So, Mm -hmm. this week we are going to talk about another famous person who, uh, in this instance, disappeared, and that is Richie Edwards. Yeah. Richie Edwards and his disappearance is a listener suggestion from. Everybody, we've been getting this one a lot, lot, so I finally caved. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, I do real quick though before we get into the story and all of that. Trigger warning, this episode deals with some things that you may not be comfortable having little ears here, or if these are triggers for you, uh, we're going to be talking some about suicide and some about self-hurting. So If you've got
1: triggers, you're not listening to us anyway, so don't worry about it.
0: But if you are listening and you're on this episode, please make sure to turn it off or save it for another time when it's better. Yeah. For those of you who do not know, Richie Edwards was a member of the band Manic Street Preachers.
1: That's right. Did you guys
0: ever listen to
1: him? Uh, not much.
0: N- no, I'm no, I'm too young for that. Uh, <laughs> I never did either. Yeah. I've listened to him since, but uh, I had yeah, not listened too. to
2: him. I at don't the know. Time. I don't know if you know this or not, but it's you can't listen to music that's older than you.
1: So I They can't, really? No, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'd really? I never knew that. Nobody yeah. ever told me that. Yeah. Wow. No, mm-hmm.
0: Wow. So what, what laws of physics have we been violating? A lot. A lot. A yeah. lot. Okay. Um, well, Richie, at the age of 27, he disappeared. It was in 1995, and he wasn't actually declared legally dead until 2008. That's when his, fi- mm-hmm. his family finally moved forward that, with that process. So let's start at the beginning, and we'll walk through Richie's story leading up to his disappearance. Richie Edwards grew up in Blackwood, which is Wales, in Wales, which is in the United Kingdom, for those mm. of you who don't know. South Wales. Yeah, it
1: is. Oh, South, Southeast Wales. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. ballparkish. Uh, now, I don't know why I found this surprising, but it turns out Richie Edwards was a really good student, and he did quite well in all of his classes. It's because you're a racist.
1: That's right. You're a guess. Yeah, I hate Welsh people.
0: <laughs> I actually think that it might just be because of a different stereotype, and that is the rocker stereotype. You're mm. genreist. Which is the rocker stereotype, you know, you, you, the guy who does nothing in school but just uh, plays uh, and plays and plays and plays and plays until one day he's discovered
1: uh, and he makes it big. Or until one day he finds himself working at a gas station for the rest of his life. Yeah, that well, one. Yeah. no, that's
0: not the way the stereotype goes. No.
1: Well, the other thing about Richie, too, is that after school and everything, he, he still read a lot. He was actually into literature and mm-hmm. yeah, actually kind of an, got a degree an, in political history.
0: Like kind of an, he's he's yeah, a very and, learned guy.
1: Yeah he, yeah, he was. Yeah, so smart guy and read a lot of important books and all kinds of stuff and Mm -hmm. talked intelligently about them
0: yeah I mean
2: I mean let's be fair though I haven't listened to his music but was he that
0: good of a musician so there's there's two ways to split hairs on that. Uh, he was not necessarily a good music, musician not at in all. terms of yeah. being able to play an instrument. He had some other talents that were very, very influential, and we'll talk about those in a bit. Okay. Yeah.
1: But he couldn't play the guitar. No. <laughs> but he, he, couldn't, he, he wasn't very good at But he could it. write songs. Could. Well,
0: the good news is for alt rock, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edwards initially started out working for the band as a driver and a roadie. And through a process that I'm not completely clear on, he somehow managed to eventually be brought on as a member of the band. Yeah, it's called Promotion. Well, the band itself started... three people yeah. there was three guys in the band and somehow he he became the fourth member starting out as a roadie it's just it, it's weird I, I i didn't go too deep down the rabbit hole on exactly how he managed that but he did yeah,
1: maybe he has some singing and singing and writing talent stuff. Yeah,
0: well, and that's that's part of it because, like we said before, he he wasn't very good at playing the guitar uh, to the point that there's actually a lot of contention that it may not actually be him playing guitar on the albums that they released when mm. he was with the band. Well, that apparently, wouldn't surprise
1: me. I I had heard that when they did concerts, his he had the guitar and he was seen to be playing it, but it was it was almost always unplugged.
0: Uh, there was apparently yeah. a fair amount of that going on he He apparently could also play the piano, but it appears that uh, keyboard was not something this band wanted, so he couldn 't rely on that talent mm-hmm. so you 've got to wonder okay well if if he if 's not that good with the the instrument, then why are they keeping him around and The reason is that he was really good at as devin said promotion, and he was also a, he was fair he was really good with lyrics he wrote mm-hmm. He wrote, I think, eighty or ninety percent of the lyrics that were on the album that came out the year before he disappeared. That's so that's pretty intense. He yeah. he did an awful lot of writing. It was the Holy Bible. That's yeah. the mm-hmm. the name of the album. That is ninety four is when it yeah. released.
2: I mean, I would guess that you know what one of the guys in the band said, like, "Oh, hey man." Your lyrics are pretty good. Um, Do you want to be our writer? And he was like, no, I'll be in your band, though. And they were like, okay.
1: (laughs) We need material, so okay, why not?
0: Why not? Yeah, well, he did good things for the band while he was with them. Absolutely. So let's look at a timeline of Richie and Manic Street Preachers up until and shortly after his disappearance. Between 1990 and 1993, the band was touring and they also released two studio albums. Uh, During that time, that time frame, and this actually all takes place, what I'm about to talk about, on the 15th of May, 1991, Richie gets into an altercation with a journalist. Uh, he's a guy from NME, which is New Musical Express, which is a magazine that I have not heard of, but apparently was big in the UK at the time, and maybe it's, I think it still is around. The journalist, Steve Lamont... <gasps> uh- had, it's you. It's no, that's, that's not me. It's, it's wrong, You're Steve. Steve
2: as far as our listeners know, that's you.
0: <laughs> it's totally not that's
1: me. Right. Yeah, right.
0: According to the reporting, and, and this is reported almost exactly the same way every time, but. The the quote is that the journalist had, quote, questioned the band's authenticity and values and Edwards' seriousness and commitment to his art, end quote. Oh. That's
1: kind of an absurd question when you think about it.
0: It is, yeah. and what I feel... Uh, you know, what's also a, uh, an absurd response to it is what Edwards did in response to prove how committed and how serious he was with his art... He apparently at the time was carrying around a razor blade in his pocket, and he pulled that out and he carved into his forearm for real—the numeral four, R-E-A-L.
1: I've seen the picture of that.
0: It's not—it's not a nice. He's, he's not,
1: actually lucky he didn't sever a tendon or two.
0: Yeah, and apparently that—that uh, that was 18 stitches is what it took to to mm. fix that. I'm
1: surprised it took only 18. Actually, yeah. yes. So
0: he was very lucky, and I—I I think that might have been the harbinger
1: of things to come. Hum? Yeah, it kind of went downhill from there, huh?
0: It did over time because, uh, you know, as I said, between, you know, from 91 to 92 to 93, the band is touring, they're releasing albums, they're getting more and more popular, and then in December of 93, the uh, their manager, Phil Hall, dies of cancer, apparently that had a significant impact on Edwards. I'm sure it had an impact on all of the guys in the band, but it apparently, you know, he t- he didn't take it well. Yeah. Which, is you know, I get that. Yeah. We move into 1994. In the beginning of 1994, at the age of either 25 or 26, uh, depending on exactly when he got it, Richie Edwards gets his first apartment, or he gets his own apartment. He gets a flat in Cardiff, because before that he'd been living with his parents. Mm. So he's out on his own, which is awesome.
1: Cardiff, Wales. Fun town I hear.
0: I've. I've heard lots of good things about it. I've also seen a lot of shows that are supposedly based in it.
2: Their accents are cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Have you ever seen the written language? It's very fascinating. It's like all consonants. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: In April of 1994, the band is touring and they're in Bangkok and a fan comes up to them and gives Richie a set of knives which he then promptly pulls out and uses to cut a series of horizontal slashes across his chest.
1: I wonder was he was he really a fan or was he like a member of a rival band?
0: I I don't think so. But you know the weird thing is is the first time I saw that photo because that photo's out there all over the place. He's he is just sitting around smoking a cigarette and having a drink, and no shirt on, just you know blood going down his front. To to clarify.
2: Because I just realized I had a moment of question mm-hmm. questioning. Clarity. Uh, Richie cut himself with the knives the Correct. fan gave him. Yeah. Yes. Correct.
0: Okay, yeah. Just, I fan just hands to over knives that. in appreciation. Yep. I love you. you. You should have this. And he you goes should. ahead and says, <laughs> sweet, <laughs> slash, slash, slash. Okay. Mm-hmm. I saw the photo, and I thought at first, because it was really pixelated, you know how you'll find those scaled-down ones that Google will blow up? Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, he's got this really interesting telephone pole wire tattoo thing on his chest that's that's interesting and then i found a better one i was like oh god no (laughs) it's just bleeding
2: i mean cuts to the chest bleed they do but oftentimes i mean there's bone like right there Mm -hmm. you it doesn't take a lot to bleed a
0: lot he cut himself i would say about an inch or so above the the Point of his sternum. Yeah. So yeah, there's mm. there. That's that's pretty thin. I it's not like say, he can do a whole lot of damage. You know, But it's really it's the it's, fact that he did it, which is yeah. So the so fact notable. that he
2: did it is crazy. The yes, that's shocking, right? But the fact that he was just kind of like chilling there afterwards, like they're not particularly.
1: No. I mean, they can be right, but cats. they were
2: probably shallow little, like basically just you know nicks that were bleeding a little bit, and mm-hmm. that he was just having a cigarette and enjoy you know so i i don't know he
0: he apparently also this is this is when some of his larger issues begin to develop
2: i should clarify also i'm not trying to make light of self-harm no no
0: no because, no. because no, like
2: no. it's a serious issue we're, we're
1: right? going to talk idea, we're going to no. talk
0: at, at a decent amount of length yeah. though, through here as we go um but he stopped eating at around that same time so you know people say he he was anorexic i don't know well it I mean, if you stop eating. Well, do you know, and I don't, and so if I get this wrong, I just want to make sure that everybody understands. I, I don't know. Is anorexia the act of simply refusing to eat or suspending eating, or is it with the intention of losing weight?
1: The uh, anorexia is like uh, is actually more than that. Anorexia, is, my understanding of it is, is that you have essentially kind of a dysphoria, which makes you believe that you're fat. We'll see So that, the intention that, is you're, what you're, not, eating, to, you're the definition, not eating because you want to lose weight. Yeah,
2: it's an emotional disorder characterized by an obsessive desire to lose weight and refusing to eat. However, I will say that sometimes it comes along with the desire to die more than the desire to lose weight. Like if you lose your will to
0: live, you lose your will to eat. And he did, and he that was can known... also
2: be classified as anorexia,
0: okay, because he was known to suffer from bouts of depression, yeah, so that that would explain it, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that i I wasn't sure after I had this all in front of me, I realized I didn't know the actual <laughs> definition of I mean, of the, that, or at least a a good rough disorders approximation.
2: like that are hard to classify.
0: they really are
1: yeah, there's all kinds of strange ones out there too,
0: yeah. Obviously concerned about Richie because he these things are going on, the the band sends him home. They send him to what is called, uh, in all of the reporting, a health a, farm. A yeah, health I, farm. I want you guys to send me to a health farm. Yeah, I'll go. I don't know that yeah. you do. Because I do. Because depending on the type that we choose, you may not be too keen on it. Because I, I had never heard of a health farm, so I had to look it, it up. It
1: might have been one of those special health farms where there's a lot of guys in white coats walking around.
2: <laughs> it yeah. might be. I mean, frankly, either of them sounds great. A luxury spa or a place that's focused on helping me improve my diet and helping me get exercise. I kind of need both of
0: those. So that's, too, <laughs> actually, that's, yeah. that's kind of the spectrum of what you what Devin yeah. just said is the spectrum of what I have read a health farm is. The spectrum that I get is is, like you said, it's a luxury spa. Or when I read the description of helping someone with their diet and exercise... I sort of read that maybe a bit between the lines as in you're forced to take your meals. It is not, you know, voluntary. Like, they're really, really... I'm going to use air quotes here, strongly encouraging you to eat again. Now, again, this is all a guess on my part. I don't know how these work. I just don't know that you may enjoy your time so much because it's not all mud baths and cucumbers on the eyeballs.
1: I'm sure there's a little counseling inv- involved, too. Um, and it might be, too. I, I assume that he wasn't allowed to drink in there. That be, might um, have yeah. been part of it. it says he might have been getting all those calories through booze. Yeah, and so he didn't feel all that hungry. You yeah, know?
0: I know plenty of people who've done that. Yeah, yeah, and and this this was apparently not the first time he had been to a health farm. This was his third trip, actually. Mm. So he'd been there for a number of times. Or a, a number of trips.
1: Actually, and you know, the band was actually remarkably accommodating. They, you know, they really were were good friends to Richie. I think. Mm-hmm.
2: That's nice. They,
1: they were. I, I think yeah. They, I think they actually did. They cared. They, you know, yeah. you were know, a lot of bands. I think would have kicked him to the curb after the totally. second trip to the health farm. You know, and. Because he missed a lot of shows and stuff. He did, and yeah. as we're well, going to talk
0: about, he, he misses a whole bunch through this year. The
1: yeah.
2: good news is his guitar was never really plugged in to
0: begin with.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> good point.
0: It's okay. So they really were just losing him on vocals.
2: Yeah, which I mean, fair enough, right? That's a that's a significant loss, but True.
0: that's
1: kind of important.
2: Uh-huh,
0: you so know. let's step forward in time. Oh. We're going to go to July of 1994. Richie disappears. He disappears for two days, and when he comes back, he's sent for rehab at Priory Hospital for a total term of 10 weeks because it was believed that he was drinking the entire time. So He was drunk the whole time, and at the same time, he was self-harming so he was cutting himself and and his form of cutting himself was or hurting himself was not only to take a knife to his forearms or other parts of his body he was also putting cigarettes out on himself so he was covered in these self-inflicted wounds that's why he you know the band said whoa we need to go something uh, probably something a little more serious than just the health farm you may time. be
2: able to help me with this or not when he was doing his like self harm cutting mm-hmm. thing uh, you know oftentimes there's self harm and there's attempted suicide and they they are two different things and so he was self harming. He yes. wasn't trying to like kill himself. Yes, he I mean maybe he was I well,
0: I think it was he a, was
2: doing the the cutting. It was a half
0: assed attempt at, at taking his own life is what it's believed, because the self harm is is not on the wrist. Like you could see he it's had scary. cuts from, say, the elbow down where he was just cutting himself.
2: I would I would strongly say that's not a half assed attempt at killing yourself. It's probably not. It's it's a self harm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah.
0: yeah. but, yeah. but but you know these things escalate, and so they they knew he he was troubled, he, yeah. he had issues, and so they yeah. they, well, he, they, they yeah. sent him to someplace to get help.
1: Yeah, he himself said that, uh, that that cutting himself was just a way of taking taking his focus off of things that were troubling him. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you got something bigger to worry about. You got a little pain from this cut you just inflicted on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not going to be thinking so much about this other stuff, and so it's a nice distraction.
0: And I. I, I admittedly do not understand that rationale and logic. I feel for people who take that as a, as a way or experience that as a way to cope with other things. I don't get it, and if if you do that, please seek help. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I can tell you it escalates, and it's not a good uh, not not a good habit. From personal experience, uh, like Devin Little,
2: arms. you know, corner here. Is that for me, it was always like, um, I like just, that's like what you felt like you deserved is like, you just deserve to be in pain. You don't deserve to be happy. You don't deserve to have your life going well. And oftentimes I think if I would extrapolate that out, like if things were starting to go well for him with the band and they were, you know, gaining influence and all that stuff, but he had this like deeply troubled soul of like, you don't deserve that happiness, then Mm -hmm you know, that, that really can explain some of that escalation. Of, it could have
1: made it even worse. It you know? would, Yeah,
2: it would make it worse because you would just continue to say like, I don't deserve this. There's no, you know, like, and I, I deserve to be in pain. I deserve to be miserable. I don't deserve this amazing life that I found myself in. And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that can be like a really good mode of escalation there. So, and but again, seek help, yeah. do it, yeah.
1: please. Well, I mean, people that listen to our, our podcasts are by definition, you know, very well balanced, you know. Uh, you know people healthy who are, people who yeah.
0: really like to hear about murders and by and uh, definition dis- 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 dis-
1: dis- yeah, yeah. exactly yeah,
2: are definition. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you are the definition <laughs> yeah. of normal so, if you're listening to us <laughs> so they sent Richie to rehab basically right uh, yeah, they yeah. did yeah. And like and an inpatient rehab facility correct
0: yeah. and because he is there he misses a lot of things he misses the release of the Holy Bible on the 30th of August which 1994 is his, which is his creative col- baby yes uh, he also misses quite a few shows. Uh, he is able to eventually rejoin the band for f- some of their shows in the UK, and then they go on a European tour. They go; they are the opening act for another band called Suede. Everything seems good. It's for the band, I should say, because for Richie, things are continuing to maybe things are devolving for him and, and degrading.
2: Well, and I can imagine that's also you know like a tour situation is an enabling situation. Mm-hmm. If you're prone to drug abuse or alcohol abuse, excess, any kind of excess. And then, you know, maybe that drug usage or that alcohol usage leads to your spiral of self-harm. Like there's no, I mean, that's, it's a hard environment to be in. I'm mm-hmm. sure.
1: Oh, well, you know, you think that, um, he was doing enough self-harm just with all the boozing. You'd think that, that would have been enough. I mean, those hangovers, I mean, that's got to hurt just about as bad as, like, you know, a bunch of cuts it's, in your it's arm.
0: A, that's, that's, a, that's a slippery slope, sir.
1: I uh, know. <laughs>
0: and it's a vicious circle. And, and you know, and we talked about before that the band really was supportive of him to do whatever he needed to do to make himself, as they would say, better. Uh, there, I've got a quote here from Nikki Wire, who uh, he is one of the band members. And he told uh, in an interview, this was after Richie's disappearance, he said, we told Richie he could do whatever he wanted, just write, just come to the studio, just tour, just whatever he needed to do to feel better, but he still wanted to be in the band 100%, end quote. Mm -hmm. So whereas they said, take it easy, do what you want, ease into things, he dove right back in all the way. He didn't didn't ease in or, or work it in at all. And that that couldn't have helped. While they were on tour, um, and this is for their European tour, this is in
1: November. 94?
0: Yeah, 1994. I'm sorry, I paused because I just was suddenly thinking about this as I'm reading it, is Richie somehow gets a hold of a butcher's knife. And the band finds him with that knife and he tells them what his plan is, which is his plan is to take the butcher's knife and cut his fingers off so that he does not have to be on stage anymore pretending to play. Because he knows well that he is unplugged during every show. And I can only imagine what that would feel like to be up there in front of screaming crowds miming. The whole time. Oh, yeah. I, I can see how that would take a toll
1: on I would have said a better approach would have been to take guitar lessons rather than cut your fingers off. That's how I would have approached it, but you know, it's, I again I think a little differently. Yep,
0: it's, so, it's, in a, it's, a, it's a mode of, of approach for it. Now, obviously, the, the, band, the band found him. They stopped him. He did not go through with cutting his fingers off. Um, he did, however, continue to self-harm or self-mutilate. After a show in Amsterdam on the 24th of November, Richie cut himself vertically down his chest, which, according to the reporting, required 36 stitches to put back together.
1: Mm. Uh, which, that's them.
0: a that's a decent size cut.
1: Left a nice scar, I bet.
0: I <sighs> mean, 36,
2: it's, it's not nothing. No. But as far as, like, a chest wound goes, it
1: <laughs> <laughs> But it's
0: got to be deep enough to require stitches. And... Uh... You know, I mean, if if I cut myself with a knot, just, you know accidentally flick myself with a razor blade, I'm probably not going to get stitches, but it's got to be deep enough. You know, you got to go through many layers of skin for him to want to do that. All right, that's fair. So yeah. the point is he does this. They are still on tour and on the 30, or the 1st of December, Nikki goes outside of their hotel in Hamburg, Germany and finds Richie with his face covered in blood because he's been banging his head against the side of the building. At that point, the band knew there was trouble. They canceled the rest of the tour. They did
2: what really excellent friends would have done. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. And they all went home and they took him home.
2: I, you know, I think about this case and I think about, like, Kurt Cobain. Mm -hmm. And I think about how, like, it it makes me sad a little bit because I think if Kurt Cobain had had the kind of, like, really serious support system that Richie had, like, he probably, I mean... He may not have, but I think he would have been in a better situation. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's Mm -hmm. always interesting for me.
0: That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and I think that there's a number of, that's the hard part with, fame and situations like that is it's a lot of people after the fact have, have realized how caught up they get in it. Yeah. Well, it's And so they, to... they lose con- touch with all those other things and all those other people. I mean,
2: the manic street, street preacher, preachers walked away from a ton of money when they walked away from yeah. the rest of their tour. I mean, they oh, yeah. forfeit that. They may have even been liable for some of the, in, the expenses incurred. And they did that because they thought this is our friend and he needs help. Although I'm I'd imagine, walk away from it. I would and imagine
1: at the same time, they were probably their tempers were getting a little shorter with every one of these incidents. Uh, they probably maybe, like, but you know, they could
2: have just said, Okay, you're out. And they didn't home. do that,
1: no, but I, they were probably at least getting somewhat exasperated. Sure, with they were supportive, but at the same time, they're probably going, Richie, you're but killing I mean, us here. But I mean, like,
2: frankly, if it were like you guys, I would just be like, You guys are gonna lose me a ton of money, so like, you just go home. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna stay you're here. Gone. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna You know, you the curve. I mean, like, that's just that's that's a typical human behavior. Mm-hmm. And, it's it's really admirable the way that they tried to yeah. take care of him.
0: Yeah. Was, I mean, yeah, they, they, they could have gone the way of, uh, was it GNR and Axl, Guns N' Roses and Axl Rose? I mean, Axel Rose was notorious for getting drunk and showing up late and being a total prima donna until eventually, I, am I wrong? And do you either, you remember this until eventually they, they kicked him to the curb? Before my time. Yeah, I can't remember. So you're what... allowed to listen to it? Yeah. Okay. I. It's been so <laughs> long since I've read it. I just remember him doing stuff like that. But that's, that's not important to our story yeah. here. So they took him home. They take him home. That's great. Everything for the remainder of the month of December seems good. Everything for the month of January of 1995 seems good. And by that, I mean that his friends and family and mates all say that nothing seems wrong. He's relaxing. He's seeing people. He doesn't seem to be, you know, his behavior isn't that he's continuing to get completely blasted drunk and then harm himself. Like, maybe he's, you know, he's, he's relaxing. He's on the road to recovery. He's on the road to recovery. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The, the timing on this la- this next bit might have been a little bit too soon but the richie and, was and james bradfield who is another member of the band Oh, the band's still around,
1: by the way. Too. Oh yeah, no, they're yeah.
0: they've still putting out albums. Uh, yeah. they're, and they're still actually, you know, what's really I find admirable is it's still the original three guys. I and mean, Richie came on. What happens with Richie happens, and those three stuck together. They've not brought on anybody since that I can tell. So it's been the same guys the whole time.
1: And I think uh, I've heard too that they uh, give a quarter of their money to Richie's family. In other words, the royalties are divided up four ways, and Richie's share goes to his family. That's
0: great. I, you know, They're what, like right? really good humans. They are. Well, and I don't know if they're still doing that, Joe. I know that up until the time that he was declared legally dead, they were still depositing his portion of everything in an account for him in holding.
1: Yeah, but yeah. That's I, a know, significant that's, amount of
2: money. It's a lot of oh, money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: No, no. <laughs> many, many years of money. So, yes. So like I was saying, though, is is James Bradfield and he they're supposed to go to, on a promotional tour in America. Uh, and Richie had been on the phone with his mom and he had said that he wasn't too excited about the tour and he didn't really want to go or the promotional tour. But he didn't really want to go. But he's going to do it because he had to kind of kind of approach, which we've all had conversations like that. God, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. The pair check in to the embassy hotel on the 31st of January. Sorry,
2: James and and Richie? And Richie, yes. yes. Not
0: Richie and his mom. Correct. Got it. Correct. They are supposed to leave the next day, which is February 1st, but instead on the 1st, Richie checks out of his room and then makes the several hour drive from London to Cardiff. And I am pretty sure that there, so there's a whole, obviously a bunch of embassy hotels all over mm-hmm. England, but I'm pretty sure that they would have been flying out of Heathrow.
2: Oh, so they were yeah. staying at like the embassy at the airport. Right. Or, or close by. Oh, okay. Right. okay Gosh.
1: Gotcha. or something like that. Or, I can't remember now.
2: That's fine. I mean, yeah. it doesn't, yeah, we probably it, don't need
1: to know yeah. exactly
0: where, but it was London. It was not, London. Yeah. London. It was in the London area. So okay. he makes a several hour drive from there back to his flat in Cardiff. Uh, when he did, left, he he took his wallet and his passport and his car keys. Um, I think they said that he left behind. I can't remember if he took or left behind some Prozac, and he also took with him twenty eight hundred pounds, which he had been slowly collecting theoretically in preparation for this trip to America. He was because he was he was going to the ATM and getting two hundred pound a day because that was his limit. So theoretically, he was taking it, or he's getting it all in, in prep for the trip. You know, he's going to convert it to U.S.
1: dollars. Right. A little walking around money, not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah.
0: Bradfield, I mean, he he had no choice. He had to go. So he he got on the plane and he went to America, and he said he hoped that Richie would just you know come show to up. his senses and and show up. In sounds a couple like of Richie days. kind
2: of did that sometimes. He was a bit flighty at yeah. times. He'd so. just like wander off and then be like, "Oh, here I am."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the next day, which would be the 2nd of February, the Manic Street Preacher's manager files a missing persons report. From that point on, things get a heck of a lot harder to track. They're not nearly as exact as a lot of what we've talked about so far. After the second, supposedly Richie was spotted in the passport office in Newport, which is in Wales. Uh, It's supposedly... Ah, uh, it's, it's east of Cardiff. I want. To, it looks like it's about an hour or so drive, maybe, away. But he's supposedly spotted there. He's also said to have been spotted by a fan at the Newport bus station. And then, so those are two fan sightings, or regular sightings. And there's also, there, there's a taxi driver that pops up in this. And we're going to talk about him now and again later. But the short version of the taxi driver is that on the 7th of February... He says he picked up a man who he believed was Richie from the King's Hotel in Newport and then drove him around the area for what sounds like at least an hour. And people say that he was probably taking, if it was Richie, taking him to see his old haunts and neighborhoods and stuff like that. Before the driver eventually dropped him off at the Severn service station, at which point the passenger pays the £68 fare in cash... Now I find some issues with that destination, but we're going to talk about that in theory. So we're, so we're going to hold off on the cab driver portion till then.
1: Okay. And by the way, this, the Severn Service Station is a rest area, correct? And
0: we're yeah, we're going to go yeah. into some more detail on that as well, because it plays into some of the local ge things that are around in the area where the last belief sightings are. Actually, we're going to talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, Richie's Vauxhall Cavalier. It arrived at that at that same service station, the Severn service Station, on the fourteenth of February,
1: and the Vauxhall Cavalier is a car.
0: It is a car uh oh. it was reported as abandoned on the seventeenth of february by the way there's a there's a several hour parking limit at this station, which is why, after three days, they consider it abandoned and then it was it was collected by the police you know they they took it they towed it sorry i
2: I just looked up what a Vauxhall Cavalier looks like, thinking like, "Oh, this is gonna be some like super cool car." No, oh, it's no. like a crappy little it's like, like station Saturn wagon Saturn thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not
0: a, it's not a fancy car. No. no, not at all. It's like what you drive in high school. <laughs> Yeah. Something like that. Sorry, I interrupted you. It's okay. No, it's okay. Okay. Let's let's explain, because Joe actually had started on this route, and then I shut him down much too quickly, and I That's apologize true. for that, is we're going to talk about what the Severn Service Station is, because here in the U.S., we're all used to rest stops, which have hopefully working restrooms at them. If you're and lucky. It, at, well, and if you're also lucky, they might have vending machines for... You know, snacks and drinks. And those may or may not exist or may or may not work. I don't know. The ones
2: in the Midwest are pretty nice. Sometimes they even have, like... I don't remember what they even call them. They call them, like, sky ramps or something like that. And you, like, exit... And you park, and it's like a couple of restaurants and a service station, and like blah blah blah. See, I've and
0: never seen that. They're before, like so. above.
2: They're like an overpass kind of situation. Okay, that's super cool, but they're few and far between. Okay, in Oregon, it's
0: yeah, exactly. And the places that I've lived and traveled to around the country, I've always just seen the 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 basics. The majority. You're of them lucky are like that. if there is somebody g- selling coffee for
1: donations. It, kind uh, of. Place.
2: We call that crack coffee. Although, yeah. Although <laughs> <I've
1: got> to, <laughs> I do have to say though that do uh, you got to. A- Those things are wonderful. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Especially as a
0: woman. I am happy to Mm -hmm. stop and deal with the skeezy guy
1: with the sign. I'm not going to complain too much. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. But So in the the UK, they're maybe not
0: like that. They're not like that because I've been to them. So what they are instead is much like you talked about in the Midwest, where there will be a restaurant or two or three, sometimes in the same building, sometimes they're not. Sometimes there's even a sh- a, you know a shop or two selling tchotchke from the local area. You know, mm-hmm. look at the the such and such such and such and get it on a key ring. Yeah. I mean, like there's mm-hmm. things and it's it's yeah. likely to be populated by if nobody else, some lorry drivers and the employees at at the locations. So yeah. it's it's not a a, a, a desert deserted. like we're used to. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's part of the reason that they they're really they're kind of well monitored. Typically, I know they're not all. I read some of the reviews of different stations and I get that they are not all the same. But there's going to be people there, and that's why they are really able to do a, a good job of monitoring cars when they when they're there, because people are coming in and out, and they want to make sure that nobody's squatting or camping at that location, because that's rarely allowed.
1: Oh, well, yeah. never allowed. Hopefully,
0: I, I I don't know that I don't know what every one of them is like, but that's okay. This particular station, though, the the Severn Service Station. Is next to properly named the Severn Bridge, which crosses. Can you guess? The Severn River. Well The Severn guess. Gulch. Yeah.
2: The Severn Valley <laughs> Severn of Canyon of Canyon. It is. Ri- it is River yeah.
1: Severn. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Now Severn in Wales means Valley of Death. Um, oh. Oh.
2: Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. In in England, it's it's River Severn, not the it's not the Severn River. It's opposite. Yeah. Everything has to be a little different gotta there. You got to do everything weird. Queen's over there.
0: English. I actually brag to people all the time. I'm like, did you know that I am completely fluent in reading the Queen's English? Mm. And they always look at me like they don't understand the joke.
2: Do you have to read it in her voice though, too?
1: I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you do. Okay, we are way off track. I can't, I can't tell which one of you sounds more like the Queen.
0: I know it's I it's, it's tough. Steve. We're we're really good at it, but we're way off top here. So so, so here. There's the, a bridge the, right there. Yes. Yeah, so the point is River Severn flows; it eventually flows into the Bristol Channel, which eventually flows into the ocean because England is—it's an island. What? Yes, yeah, I think the so, rivers
1: all kind of go into the ocean. They all kind mm. of yeah. do. Well,
0: they're all pretty close to the. the I don't ocean. know if
2: you know this or not, but almost every single river goes into the ocean. They kind of do. But
1: eventually, they do. Go You're into right. The ocean or they go into another river. It's true. Which yeah.
0: goes into the ocean. Exactly. Sorry.
1: Severn Bridge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. It's a That's suspension a...
0: bridge. Yeah. Mm. It's a pretty big one, actually. It's got. I've uh, seen pictures of it. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool looking and it's a suspension bridge and it goes from the bristol side to the newport side and newport is on the northwest side of the bridge and i believe southeast is the bristol side and the service station itself is on the southeast end of the bridge Mm -hmm. there's a park on the other end which according to some of the stuff that i've seen on the internet looks pretty nice but what's important to understand about this is that, and this will play into our theories, is there is something about this particular suspension bridge, as there is with many tall bridges, It attracts people who are wanting to take their own lives.
1: Well, it's probably because there's a really nice parking area at the southeast end of the bridge.
0: Yeah, if they would just move that thing.
1: Uh No,
0: well, I mean, you think about it. The deck is 150 feet above the water. That's a a a 150-foot drop or 47 meters. That's a long ways down. Mm -hmm. Pretty good chance you're not going to survive that. So that's very attractive to someone whose intent is not to survive it.
1: Mm. I still say it's the parking.
0: So like I said they they collected his vehicle on the 17th of February. Yeah. And that's it. And and that's it from from no point forward on was uh, was any sign of Richie concretely found? no body, When they found his car, they could tell that it had been lived in for at least several days with burger wrappers and stuff like that. Uh, it, not it was necessarily, not, so... not,
1: not even necessarily by Richie. Food wrappers. Yeah. Food wrappers yeah. Yeah, yeah, could like, have been like from anybody. Fast, fast food wrappers. Yeah. Anybody could have moved into his car.
0: The thing that makes people think that probably didn't happen, though, Joe, is that there were photos of his family in there, strewn about in the car, Mm. which leads people to think that he must have been hanging out, sleeping in his car and looking at family, reminiscing. But we don't know that for sure. Mm. Over the years... Just like with Elvis and any other famous person, there are sightings. There have been sightings of Richie, and he is very well traveled according to the sightings. He's been in the Canary Islands, Uh, he's been in Goa, India. Uh, he was apparently sighted at the library in Newport, which is just a couple of miles away from where he disappeared sure. uh, mm-hmm. several years later. So he's all over the map. Yeah, but... Goa
1: Goa seems to be the Goa 2 spot for sighting people who disappeared. Uh-huh. But, I know, but... I know. <laughs> but seriously, God, who who else am I thinking of? It seems like I've heard of a couple of other people who disappeared and were also spotted in none other than Goa. England. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be the place to go.
0: It it does appear to be a popular, popular destination for yeah. the
1: disappeared. Yeah, it does.
0: So it, it's almost time to go into theories. But before right. we do that, we should probably take a, a quick break and listen to Richie's last album. So we're going to take a break See you and an we'll be back in about 56 minutes. Perfect.
1: Uh, I cried because I had no shoes. And then I met a man who had no feet. And I said, hey, dude, give me your shoes and socks. You're not using them. Well, I got to tell you, that really improved things a lot, Uh, especially the socks, because it turns out the socks were not just your ordinary socks. They were Bombas, which you probably heard of if you're on the internet, especially if you listen to podcasts. Bombas, that's spelled bomb-ass. Bombas are the creation of Randy Goldberg and David Heath, uh, who about four years ago decided they were going to redesign the sock, and they did. They really rethought them well, and frankly, I'm wearing a pair right now, and I truly am, and they're really good. I've been wearing them all day, and they don't, they don't feel nearly as bad as socks typically do by 12 hours of my feet in them. They have premium socks. They have seven substantial improvements to the ordinary sock, and uh, for every pair that they sell, this is a nice selling point, they donate a pair to those in need. They've already donated over 2 million pairs of socks so far. So that's a pretty cool thing. So if you need new socks, I don't think you can go wrong with Bombas. So go to com slash sideways now, and you can get 20% off your first order. Uh, you'll love the socks, or you get your money back. That's guaranteed. That's bombas.com. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash sideways. And we're back.
0: And I kind of like that album. Amen. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. It doesn't really
2: matter that he couldn't play the guitar.
1: Yeah, it's got some good beats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good rhythm. No, I mean, you never see Bono playing the guitar. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, and he has those stupid glasses. Uh Yeah, I don't think Bono can see the guitar. So, theories. Okay, so we're in theories. We're going to start out with the most prominent theory out there, which is Suicide. So from uh and there's there's some back history to why this theory is so such a favorite. From what I've read, Wales was not exactly a prospering place in the 80s and growing up there really wasn't all that awesome because in 80s into the 90s because if you remember back there's Margaret Thatcher, and she did, uh, she did some things where she reorganized industry, specifically coal mines, mm-hmm. yeah. and that, that really closed down the economy to a lot of people, and it had some pretty ne- uh, negative impacts for a lot of blue-collar workers. And so there was a lot of families who were, you know, the shortage on food, shortage on money, unemployment yeah. for years on end. Like, it didn't do good things. And Wales was not one of those places that got off scot-free. It no, went through it just really. like everybody well, else. Well, they
1: were scot-free. If you wanted Scots you went to Scotland. <laughs> but, uh, and I'll say, I, I spent a little time in Wales, and it's a, it's a beautiful little country. I like Wales a lot. But uh, the country is made of slate, uh, which means that most of the houses and buildings are also made of gray slate, Mm -hmm. which is very picturesque on a sunny day. But on on a cloudy, rainy day, it can be kind of just a little bit gray.
2: And they have so many of them.
1: Oh, they have a lot of them, yeah. But yeah. I mean, even then, there's a certain beauty to it, but it's definitely more depressing than a sunny day in Wales. Oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, for yeah, sure. no, I mean, yeah. we, we live
0: in a town where it's cloudy and rainy for months and months on end. I get
1: it. But imagine living in this same town, and all the buildings and houses are gray. Yeah. I really, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a very good point. Uh, and, and by the way, Wales, don't be, don't be upset. I still like your country a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very picturesque. Yeah. Now, now, like a lot of of creatives, Richie was able to take the things that he went through in his life and turn them into his music. I mean, that's how that's something that he drew upon to make his lyrics. So there's a positive in this negative. Um, he's not the only one that did it from the the coal strike stuff. So for anybody who knows Chumbawamba, they oh, yeah. had their uh, their hit tub something mm. and that is also based on what happened in the coal industry
2: i get knocked down <laughs> but I get up up again. you're never gonna <laughs> keep, keep me down, down. Piss in the night. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my favorite that was one of the first albums i ever bought i love that album ah.
1: that is a fun little song that song is.
2: is fun the rest of the album
0: really good I yeah <laughs> I, I actually it's you know dumb. what's funny is that when I was when I was doing my research I turned that on when I came across that this bit which I'd known for a while I was like oh yeah I should listen to it again. well I'll just keep reading this and I found it was impossible to do while Can't. it was playing yeah no, you gotta I, you gotta sing along well no I just had to pause it <laughs> Okay, that works too. I, I did that instead because I, I was in the say, office.
1: I gotta, I gotta like, uh, I gotta listen to that song. It's been too long since I've heard that.
0: <laughs> I will serenade you later. Okay, yes. I appreciate yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, we'll pull it up on uh, on whatever website we need to. So the thing is. Like we talked about before, so there's that, and then Richie, he had been experiencing depression for many years, and he was very open about it. He didn't hide it away, and I, to a degree, I believe that might be one of the things that drew some people to him, is he was open about it. He talked openly about, I'm going through this thing, and this is what it is, and I'm going to deal with it.
1: And he we, was which is on Prozac, right?
0: He was, at, at at least at the end, he was on Prozac, yes. We have some
2: podcaster friends who attribute their success greatly to being able to be open about the issues that they yes. have gone through in their mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's ap- absolutely accurate. I think mm-hmm. people like to connect with people who are going through similar things.
0: So there's a quote here, um, which, which I will give, which is something that Richie, gosh, when did he... I don't remember when he said this. This was in the last year or so before he died, if I am correct. And it is, quote, by the way, before I actually, it's him talking about his thoughts on suicide. Because that's the theory we're in. And he says, in terms of the S word, that does not enter my mind. It never has done in terms of an attempt. Because I am stronger than that. I might be a weak person. But I can take pain. Unquote.
2: Yeah, that comes back to kind of my the thing I was talking about earlier with the self harm versus like attempted suicide, and that it does sound like to me that he,
0: he may he, have driven himself to his rock bottom through another route.
2: Yeah, but it, I mean, it also sounds like the he wasn't self harming to be killing himself. He was self harming to experience that pain in his life mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and so. You know, I mean that's that's not uncommon. It's not uncommon for people to self harm and have no thought of suicide.
1: Yeah, I don't. uh, Totally not. I'm not even sure how much of a correlation there is between the two. To be honest, I don't. I don't. I I would leave that up to the experts. There might be actually really no correlation. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know how much of it is uh, the the cyclical nature of things, the escalation, like we've talked about in a lot of different things. I, I, I honestly don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I would think that if you're that, that, uh, at that point in that space where you're harming yourself, you would probably statistically be a little more likely to commit suicide than the average person. Mm -hmm. Probably. Probably. But beyond that, I'm not so sure that uh, it's a strong correlation. So,
0: so there's that that's hit. That's There's his stance on suicide and what he said, and maybe he, he was just putting up airs and he was not as strong as he thought. Uh, One other thing that people point to is the lyrics for the Holy Bible People say that the lyrics on that album were actually Richie Edwards' suicide note because there was no actual, there, there was no physical note. You know, you always see the, yeah. the note pinned left somewhere. That it was that, his like opus to his life. Correct. Yeah that and Mm. and he had also apparently for like six months he had been collecting works that he found important and he had him in a three ring binder and he'd been organizing it and copying this stuff and then he went and made copies of all of it and gave it to the other three members of the band Mm. like it was a really big important thing that he had been working on for six months which is coincidentally, once he gave it to them, it wasn't very long after that that he disappeared. Mm. That, along with the lyrics on the album. It would be interesting to see what was in
1: those bindings. Well, but
2: that's the trick, I mean, is that it was important to him before he disappeared. Like, does it mean that he killed himself or does it mean that he was preparing to leave for a different life? I mean, like... They they're equally plausible. Yeah,
0: he could have said I mean it could have been a sign of a this is all this literature, I want you to have this, all this great material, because well, I gotta leave either the way. band. Yeah, I gotta leave the band.
1: Because I'm gonna just not, and start not a to new not life. to kill
0: myself or not to start a new life. But I think what are you getting at, Devin? Correct me no, if i Is just, I'm going to leave the band. And no, I'm just saying
2: behind. he was just saying goodbye, oh. and he could have been saying goodbye like I'm I'm about to go to America or the you know Galapagos Islands or wherever, and you know be there, or I'm going to kill myself and this is the last time ever. I mean, it, it to me all that says is he was preparing to say goodbye and like leave something for them. And there did seem to be
1: some of that behavior. Yeah, it doesn't
2: necessarily mean to me that he killed himself or he didn't. No,
0: it, well, and there is some of that that typical goodbye behavior in his actions during the month of January, because he tr- he does. Go see a lot of his family during that time. Mm-hmm. So people said, "Well, he was he was doing his final goodbyes." There's the whole thing with the the trip with the that's supposedly on the seventh of February. There's the cab driver. I don't. Mm, okay, so there's I a, have lot a lot of, of problems with that. Well, yeah, because the cab driver says he picks him up at this ho- hotel in Newport and drives him all over and then drops him off at the Severn service station, which. I have two questions. One, okay, so where's his car... And when did this this guy come forward? And I'm pretty sure that this guy didn't, the day he made this sighting, come forward. I'm sure a week or seven later, yeah. he saw something in the news and went, oh, I picked that bloke up in my cab, blah, 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 blah. Well,
2: even more than that, he dropped him off at a station where his car might have been. So why didn't Richie just drive himself on this reminiscing? Well, like, why did he spend... All the money and potentially, you know, expose. Him. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Why didn't he just uh, drive himself?
1: Hard to say. Maybe somebody was using his car.
0: Yeah, or his or car. But... Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. There's there's all kinds of weird things. So I really, well, I'm not immediately ready to discount some of the sightings prior, or the ones that happened prior to the the whole cab situation. Yeah, I don't believe. The I'm cab. I am i am willing to just throw out entirely the cab. Well, I
2: also, story. I mean, it it's probably worth mentioning that Richie is not like a crazy, unique looking. Yeah, he's not. He's not nondescript, but it's not like there's something about him where you would immediately look
0: at him and be like, he's, yeah, it's not like oh he's God. six foot seven with blue hair. Yeah, he's he not—he's not that noticeable. I mean,
2: you know, he's kind of an average-looking dude. Um, I mean, yeah, certainly, you know, per, for performances and stuff, he put on the makeup and mm-hmm. did the whole show. But without the makeup and just as a normal person, like he just kind of looked like a normal person. Especially
1: in how many cabbies listen to the Manic Street Preachers?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I really think that this is all b- boils down to, to newspaper coverage of the story, but... The Daily Mail. Mm, the Daily Mail. So that that really, uh, you know, the proximity to the bridge, which is a notorious place for people to commit suicide from, along with the stuff we talked about there, that is the sum total of what I've got for the suicide theory. We do actually have two more theories to go, though. So we're not completely done. Okay. Let's go to the next one, which is, he ran away to start an entirely new life. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? I yeah. I want this to be the, the,
1: actually this what is, it is.
2: This is the one, right? This is whenever we do disappearances, we're like, and this is the one I want it to be. Yes. But
1: we don't think it is.
2: No. Uh, I, well, no I'm not I'm, saying
1: I'm, this. I'm, I'm not prejudicing, myself that not this, prejudicing mm-hmm. this particular case. I'm, I'm just saying. Typically, we don't. Okay.
0: Well, in, uh, before we went to the break, we talked about the fact that there were all kinds of sightings of Richie and most of them, of course, in the, the f- were all happened in the first couple of years when the story was rather fresh. Those sightings are always fueled by the idea that he left, and I have to believe that people think that Richie Edwards left the band and fame because he simply could not take the rock and roll lifestyle anymore and what it was doing to him mentally and physically. He had to get away. I mean, that's, that's what this whole thing is always about. There are a few things that make it plausible, first of which is the location of where they found his car, which is at the Severn Service Station, which is on the M48, which is a spur of the M4, which is a giant, major, thorough highway, so he could very easily have stopped there and dumped his car and called a cab thumbed a ride walked away even like there's a whole bunch of ways to to then go over to a bus station and catch a bus away like there's a whole bunch of ways he could have left on his own under his own power sure while the you know like we said while the the manic street preachers were popular he's not all that unique of an individual in appearance so, he also, could've...
2: like we're popular, but I nobody
0: knows what we look, well right? i've I've exactly. I've
2: never ever had somebody be like, "Hey, your voice sounds kind of familiar. I mean, like Joe has such a distinctive voice, and that's never happened to you, right? like nobody's ever mm. come up to you and been like, "Hey, sorry, you've a very distinctive voice, yeah. like that doesn't I mean Not actually really. that did
0: happen to Joe once,
2: okay, well, once, fair, once. yeah, but yeah. I mean, I have friends who are on things, and I You know, I'm out with them and sometimes they get like super mob recognized and other times they don't. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like it'd be easy, especially if you have your aesthetic again
0: with like the makeup and all that stuff. And if he's wearing a ball cap and regular everyday clothes, he's not going to stand out in any way, shape or form. Absolutely. The other thing is that we talked about this before is that supposedly Richie had on him 2800 pounds. Because he'd oh, been money. pulling, yeah, he'd been pulling money. He'd been pulling money out of his bank account—twenty-eight hundred pounds in spendable cash, yeah. According to his sister, she says that he was taking that money out because his te- intention was to buy and pay for a desk for his uh, his flat in Cardiff. Now, there's some problems with that. First of which is there's no record of him ever having paid for that. Uh, so the order doesn't, uh, you know, she says this, but there's no accounting of any store saying, yeah, we had that. Or like that's what he told her. Right. The other problem is, is that, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's no receipt. There's nothing like that. And he could have he been pulling it out and spending it every day, or he could have well, just it, been rat-holing away
1: and hanging on to it. Yeah, Britain is actually kind of expensive. So, you know, I could see you could go through a 2800 bucks. Well, actually, the, the desk only cost Brilliant.
0: half of what he had taken out, so 1,400 pounds.
1: Yeah, so, but the, the remaining 1,400, you could breeze through that pretty damn quick. You
0: could. You yeah. could burn through it if you were not being frugal about your money. Oh, yeah. You could go through it very fast. You know, And that,
2: that's not that, I mean, it's not that much money.
0: It's not that much money, but it's, it's not nothing to scoff at. I mean, I could, if I was careful about it and I was traveling, I could... Make that money go for a decent amount of time.
1: For Especially reference, it's you're... about
2: $6,000 today, mm-hmm. which again yeah. isn't nothing, but it's not a lot if your plan is I'm going to go start a new life somewhere. Well,
1: if you're going to start a new life, it better be in the third world somewhere. Yeah. yeah well, but, but, but
0: okay, so we're, if you remember though, one of the sightings of Richie Edwards was at a passport office. Yeah. So he could okay. have been there to get a, air quotes here, new passport. Maybe he was had falsified a bunch of freaking documents. I don't know. That's that's what this theory, yeah. that's why people like this, because it's so easy to say, wait, he went to the passport office, he then dumped his car, and with his new passport, he got out of the country I mean, I want and it. moved away. I want it. I wa- uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I want him to be on the Galapagos with the yeah. tortoises. Me too. Or mm-hmm. Or the Canary Islands with the... I don't yeah. know what's going to That's, right.
2: that's, <laughs> that's, what, that's yeah. what I want too, but also I don't. Uh,
0: yeah. no, well, you know what I don't want to believe is the final theory, though. Okay. We have.
1: Wait, actually, we're not quite done with this, oh, this whole okay. start a new life thing. Okay, sorry. Well, one of the things, uh, as we noted at the beginning of the episode, this uh, story has been suggested quite a few times by quite a lot of people. And I've looked into Richie's story before. And I had always assumed that Richie killed himself. Mm-hmm. because, uh, and I, and, but, until, but this time around, since we decided to actually talk about it, I looked into his life a little bit more. And one of the things I noted about him, you know, as I we said earlier, he was very much into literature, mm-hmm. and uh, one of his favorite authors was was a French author, French poet named Arthur Rimbaud. I'm sure you guys have heard of.
0: Yes, Arthur
1: Rimbaud was a. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Rimbaud was uh, broke into the, the poetry scene in the late 19th century, at the young age of about 13, 14, was a huge sensation. Uh, Totally like revolutionized poetry and lived a crazy life uh, in many ways similar to Richie's, a little, a little kind of self-destructive. Uh, after five years, uh, at about age 19, he gave up the poetry stuff and uh, traveled the world and traveled all over Asia and, and the Middle East and Africa. And eventually took up residence in Harar, Abyssinia, which we now call Ethiopia today. Uh, so essentially, he he essentially disappeared. Uh, there's a there's a, f- a famous story out there about a Frenchman who actually used to know him was on a ferry with a with a British not a no he was a Dutch guy excuse me who actually ran an import export business and and uh, the Dutch guy says oh I have a French guy working for me his name is Arthur Rimbaud. And the French guy was agog because, well, I, I I met Rambeau. I went to the same school as him. And by the way, everybody thinks he's dead because, but no, he was living in Harar, Ethiopia, then Abyssinia, basically trading in coffee beans and elephant ivory and guns. Hmm. He was he was an arms he was an arms dealer. Interesting. So it's interesting. The guy goes from being a poet to being an arms dealer after after reading about Ritchie and and how fascinated Ritchie was with Rambeau, and also the other one another interesting thing about him is is the arc of their careers 5 years both of them mm-hmm. before they checked out. And so again this doesn't prove anything. Yeah cuz I mean
0: it, again it's like it's a bit it's, coincidental but
1: It, it is. Uh, I mean it's
2: the similar thing with like the um Asha degree
1: mhm
2: um or Asia Asia yeah. degree Case where we were like, well, she did read that book where well, they yeah. went on an adventure, and so maybe she. I mean, you know, we, I think this is a common thing to do with disappearances like this, and I'm not, mm. not to discredit it, right? But yeah, yeah. I think it is pretty common for us to kind of like reach for those straws of like, well, this person liked this author, like, I. I like some authors that if I disappeared, people could be like, oh yeah, and she liked this author, so clearly she went off to emulate that life,
1: well, but
2: if, uh, if I disappear, it's clearly
1: not. Clearly well, Devin is captaining a, a spaceship. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, yeah, no, there's a big difference though, and that is Asha read this book and then disappeared. It's like it's not like she had been reading the book for years and years and years sure, or reading fair. other books by this author. Yeah. And, and, and again, Wasn't it not Wasn't there one...
2: There was another one that we... I feel like this is just something we've talked about a couple times, I think. But well, maybe yeah.
1: Not. 200
0: but episodes later, we've probably <laughs> said every one of these words at least four times. In this exact same order, probably even. Yeah, uh,
1: true that. Well, yeah. the thing about Rambeau is that is that his story was not fiction. It wasn't a kid's fantasy. Right. This guy actually lived a real life. And the thing about Rambeau is that his life, after he left the literary scene in France and went abroad, I'm sure in, in some ways it was harder but his life was a lot more interesting. He actually accomplished a lot more cool stuff after he dropped out of society, disappeared. He was a, he he explored hitherto unexplored places. He was only the third white man ever to even set foot in the town in the city of Harar, uh, where he established himself as a successful businessman. I can see where if you're all in despair about your life and everything, you can say, Well, I can go jump off a bridge and kill myself. Or leave the bourgeois lifestyle behind. Or, or why not just go to why not just go to the ends of the earth and start over and if it truly sucks, then I'll kill myself. Yeah. You know? I all
2: mean, I'm that's fair. I say is
1: I'm not totally convinced, but all I'm saying is I would like to interview his family and make them bring out their passports. I want to look at their stamps. <laughs> I I I, I, I yeah. wanna see where they've been going. Yeah, that's uh, fair. But, uh, yeah, again, and, and the coincidence of it all, five years, both of them, hmm, I yeah. kind of wonder just a it's little convenient. bit. Convenient. It is. Yeah, I'll it give is. you that. Okay. 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 Yeah. So,
2: what's this horrible last theory? Oh, well,
1: this, oh this
0: horrible last theory, like I said. This is it,
1: the, the one.
0: It, this is the one that I say WTF to. So, um,. Yeah, I was I was really kind of surprised by this because this theory is that Richie was knocked off by the New World Order. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mm. basics of it are that uh, the the NWO took him out because he t- he knew too much and he was trying to warn the world about what the NWO was doing. Through his lyrics,
2: did you did you find this theory on a website that had like a black background with it like flashing no. lime
0: green? It comic did not fans? have any That's of typical, those yeah. normal BS characters. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So. Um, according to this theory an example of what richie was doing and the things that he was bringing forth to people's attention are in the lyrics of the song that he wrote which is on the holy bible and that song is the title is if white america told the truth for one day its world would fall apart i've read the lyrics did your world fall apart I don't get it.
2: Are you a white America?
0: I am white America. Did you read it
2: for an entire day?
0: No, I did not read it for an entire day, but I did read it several times, and I got to tell you that I don't get it, and the remainder of this theory is really loose, I think is the best way to say it. Nothing explains how Richie found out about the New World Order, what the real threat was, how did they actually take him out, did they, like, Throw him off the bridge, or shove him off the bridge, or did they throw oh. him in some deep dark hole somewhere and and yeah, dump they, his car for him? Like,
1: they they planted the car. They didn't throw him off the bridge, <laughs> dude. I mean, are you kidding me?
0: No, don't get your hands dirty that way. Yeah,
1: no. They, the wet work yeah. is below them. You know they tortured him first, right, to get to find out what he knew. Um,
0: yeah. probably. Yeah. But this this is a very kooky theory, and I I was really really surprised to find it out there that oh yeah the, when you uh, reading and interpreting. Lyrics can lead you To wherever you want to go What is that website that is Out there Devin you may remember the name Of it there's a website out there where people Review the lyrics of songs and then Give the interpretations of what They say those mean does this ring A bell to you not at all Okay, there is this. Uh, I've actually gone to this website because there's songs where I'm like, I don't understand what the, what the point is. What are they trying to say? Like, I hear the words, I don't get the meaning. It's fun. It also doesn't work because you get 700 different interpretations of what that actually means. Well,
2: it's just. I mean, that song is just a criticism of the kind of weird corporate American lifestyle that we see live. and the
0: other, the other person said wow. that the, it is a celebration of wholesome white America and it's what we should strive to. No, I'm kidding. But I'm I mean, totally is, kidding. I mean, on, on what he just
2: said—it's super easy. I mean, like all you have to do is like kind of look at the lyrics, and he's just like it's Big Mac and it's very, and politics of the time, and I mean, yeah, it's—it's it's it's very gone. disjointed. It is, yeah, because he's not trying to say something,
0: right? So, so that's why it's, it's so disjointed that I'm like, I don't think that this actually does what this theory says it's supposed no, to do. So, well, I'm, I'm talking made, like you well, know Bill you, Cosby,
1: but you gotta understand, though. I mean, I see this in our politics all the time. And I hear people saying stuff that makes utterly no sense to me. But I know it makes sense to them. It, it's just that well, they live in a different world than I do. True. Mm-hmm. Which then,
2: again is like fine, but off of one song, you're going to kill a man because he well, knows too much about oh, no, yeah, he album.
1: He said other stuff too about the New World. But the fascinating thing about the New World Order is it's a, more than any other, any other conspiracy theory. It's kind of a Rorschach blot conspiracy it theory. It I mean, at least the lizard people—they believe <laughs> kind of one thing. Yeah. But the, the New World Order, which basically, by the way, New World Order was a throwaway phrase in a George H. W. Bush speech that he gave, like you know, right after the collapse of the Soviet Union. It wasn't. Gen- meant to.
0: senior, not junior. Yeah,
1: senior. Yeah, George Bush Senior, throwaway Bush. And it's amazing after after hearing him say that so many years ago, how many people ran with that? People people of all stripes. Took you yeah. know, interpreted it all kinds of different ways, every one of them sinister. Well, here's you know, the thought it was a throwaway phrase. Here's
2: what I know about the New World Order is that I don't think they killed him because we did discover the truth about the Denver International Airport and we are still alive.
1: Well s- so... no, somebody is still doing the podcast. Well that's true. I hate
0: yeah. to, to admit this right now to, to both of you because I'm I'm actually a, the higher program than the pair of you, but we are all AIs and we are all pre programmed and they have just emulated our voices
1: Uh, pretty much yeah which is
0: why this podcast will go on indefinitely
1: so and by the way and by the way up yours you're the subroutine not me
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just the observer server
1: yeah
2: So, the witness server. Yeah, I'm the witness
0: uh, server over here. So. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. well, that's all I've got for Richie Edwards. You guys have any other bits or bobbles? want no, I share on this story. I'm,
1: I'm still saying if I were, I'm not going to close it until somebody has gone to Harar, Ethiopia, and, and had a look, see if see if Richie's living there. Yeah. Okay. I
2: deeply believe he's um, somewhere tropical and living his life, his best life, happy.
0: Okay. Yep. Let's, yeah, he's let's a, hope he's so. a tortoise farmer. Yeah. Okie doke. Well, now that the white van that is observing us has left, (laughs) we're going to give people the important information because they can't hear it. First off, you probably want to know where to find any details, uh, the research bits about the episode because we always put up some of our research. That will all be along with this episode and all past and future episodes on our website. The website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. On the right hand side of our website, you're also going to see links to merchandise. We've got Redbubble and Zazzle for shirts and coffee mugs and all kinds of fun stuff. That's all there.
1: By the way, we've got a more, uh, it's not totally new, but we got to put out a new shirt design recently. Yes,
0: yes, we we did. did. The the word design.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got the word out there for a month or two now, but it's it's pretty recent. It's pretty popular. Yeah. Yeah,
0: people are liking it. Uh, we are going to be totally accessible on social media. So we are on Facebook with the Facebook page and the Facebook group. We are on Twitter at thinking sideways without the G in the middle. Courtesy oh, so Twitter of us. Twitter's character limit. We have a subreddit as well. And if you want to get a hold of us directly, we have the email address. So you can send us an email at thinking sideways podcast at gmail.com. Episode suggestions, questions, praise you know, whatever you want,
1: like send yeah, it through to us. Mild criticism. Uh, okay. And then maybe not.
0: Yeah. We, you can find uh, us
1: the mild criticism. Put attention Devon, Devin <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the line and the, the subject line. You okay. can
0: find us for download and subscription just about anywhere. So of course, a lot of people use iTunes oh, yeah. or Stitcher or any other place that you find good podcasts or quality podcasts that we're going to be there.
2: Fine podcast. She
0: likes the word yeah, we are fine. Fine. I don't that. like the word fine because everything is fine. It no, no, no. Fine. It's
2: fine like a fine wine. Oh,
0: I Not misinterpreted fine, that like, email. It's, it's fine. fine. It's whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it.
2: All right. So those We are, are aged f- at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we are well aged.
0: Yes. I've, I've, yeah, no. yeah, I know. Uh, okay. Well, that is all that we have got, ladies and germs. So we are going to go ahead and close this one up and we will talk to you next week.
1: Devin and I are staring at each other, seeing who's going to go first. Go ahead. Uh, Okay, now I... I, Drum roll, please. Yeah, I say go to the ends of the earth, you'll find Richie.
2: Yeah, here's to another 200 episodes.
1: That too.
0: Rock on, dudes.